As a business owner, problems like chasing people for money and dealing with ultra-difficult clients can do your head in. But most people don't realise that 90% of these problems can be avoided if the right processes are in place for dealing with customer inquiries in the first place. Tune into today's podcast where we talk through the right questions to ask and how to do it in a way that creates a great first impression. Welcome to the Profitable Tradie Podcast where we talk about hands-on strategies that you can use in your plumbing, electrical or similar service business to make more money, get some time back and make your business less reliant on you. Hope you enjoy and don't forget to follow. Alrighty, that's us, TFJ, Tony Fraser-Jones, host of the Profitable Trading Podcast, here with my uh, mate, good mate, sidekick Phil Smith, COO here at Profitable Trading. G'day mate, how you doing? Good, how are you? Yeah, fantastic as always. Yep, I appreciate you pointing out some of my spelling mistakes earlier on. It's bloody horrible mate, honestly, like, if you're looking at this sort of spelling, it's, oh, it's unreadable. Yeah, we have a wee, wee little script here, a few questions to make sure we don't go completely off on a tangent. Yeah. Gotta say, spelling's not one of my strong... Now, if you ever get an email from Tony and there's spelling mistakes, we just apologise in advance because um, it's kind of a normal occurrence here. I, I, in defence, I think it's because I think so fast my hands can't keep up. Yeah, but not all the thinking's quality. Anyway, let's, uh, let's talk about what are we up to this? today. Anyway, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's get into it. What are we on to, mate? Uh, basically, you get one chance at making a first impression, and first impressions really count, right? So, the better that impression is, the more likely you are to actually convert a phone call or an email to a paying client. So, you know, and plus, when you're dealing with clients, you also want to make sure that you ask all the right questions. So, down the track, you avoid problems that come with difficult clients. So, you know, payment issues or being difficult to deal with. Plus, you make sure that you get the right details for later on, which is always handy. So today we're going to chat through uh, what we call the inquiry process. So yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing worse than um, having bits of client information written on bits of paper all over the office or the, the ute or the truck or wherever you are, or even on the site, and uh, you can't find it when you want to invoice people or get back to them or whatever. So yeah, a bit going on here. No, totally, mate, totally. Uh, I'm sure you got a story to kick us got off. A story. Yeah. Uh, i got a story about, uh, I won't name this person, but... Uh, Let's say they live in South Australia. Yeah, well, we can say that. Yeah, yeah. They, they do. Yeah. Anyway, um, so they had a call and a person had a blocked drain. Uh, so they agreed to, to do this drain uh, clearing call out, but they didn't check who the bill payer was. Mm. Uh, it turns out it was a tenant who made the call. Mm. And uh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the landlord didn't want to pay the bill, didn't authorise the bill. And... Uh, what happened was the person who answered the phone just sort of winged it when they answered the phone. It was after hours, obviously, call out, mm. no real structure, didn't ask the right questions, and uh, a whole world of hurt and hassle, trying to get paid. It was a big, big mess. And I wonder how often this has happened uh, to you if you're listening. Uh, you, you know, you get an inquiry, and uh, maybe you do it on the fly, or maybe you don't ask all the right questions, and downstream, there's some issues. Yeah, and even worse when it's an attractive looking job, you know, something comes in and might even be after hours, which means you're unorganised, but an after hours call out fee, you know, hey, we get a bit of extra cash, we've got a guy on call, we can do this, got a little job, book it in, you don't ask all the right questions and bang, you end up paying for it, right? 100%. It's, yeah, um, yeah, it's super, super frustrating. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what tends to happen, we blame the client, we'll think they're unreasonable, but perhaps there's some stuff we can do differently. Yeah, we probably weren't blameless in the situation. So 100%. I think with this, you know, we've got a, a pretty cool little process called the uh, the inquiry process, but there's a few problems that you can run into if you, you know, if you don't use anything like this. Uh, so what could they be? Yeah, yeah. So if you don't have a good process for when people inquire, and that's like a script and, and some processes around it, 
I think you you don't really create a great first impression. You actually convert fewer the leads, fewer leads than uh, than you should. Uh, yeah, you know, totally. It, it can be. I mean, I know that you you can be really busy, and maybe if you have a small team, you're answering the phone, or if you have a, a slightly bigger team, maybe someone else's. But uh, you know, how often does it happen? Particularly when you're you know smaller in the business, maybe you're under the house or something. You get a phone call. It's like, oh, hang on a minute, mate. I'll just uh, like just wipe my hands and like try and get a pen or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think we've all sort of experienced that early doors as well. So. Yeah, you um, might be up a ladder, could whatever. be in, a, in, a, in an attic. Yep. Anyway, yep. mate. So, yep. yeah. Covered in flipping. Pink bats. Yep. and insulation. Yeah, all, all, the, all the fun stuff. Itchy ears, happy days. Yeah. I think definitely payment issues are a big one. Totally. Uh, so, look, the best time to figure out how payment's going to happen and set the expectation is before you do the job. Uh, so if you don't clear that off, you know, in the inquiry process, that's often what happens down the track is, like, there's some confusion about, you know, when to get paid, how much, who, what what sort of methods. So that's that's definitely part of it. Totally. Uh, and there's often some administration type things, like you want to make sure you get all the right details from the get-go. And we're talking, you know, uh, customer information, email, phone number, you know, address details, all that sort of stuff. Mm. And we want them sort of taken in a way that's um, structured so that the next people in, in the business and the process can actually pick them up and run with them rather than having bits of stuff all over the show. Yeah. Uh, so that that's definitely a biggie. And I think the last one is, um, well, every time you get an inquiry, that may or may not turn into a job, but we 100% want to get that customer information so we can build our customer database. Yeah, this is huge. I mean, the payoff later from having that database, I mean, whether you want to do some email marketing or you want to send some things out, like whatever it is, but if you want to drum up you know, future work, uh, having that database nice and strong is super important. Yeah. So even if it's not a sale opportunity now, it could be one later. That's you right. You need to capture those details. That's right. And and if someone's rung you or emailed in or whatever, you've probably done some marketing or spent some money or effort or time getting in front of them. So we want to get the best payoff you know, as possible that we can from that. 100%. And what if we get this right? Like what if we do, you know, do the right kind of process beforehand? Well, we're going to convert more of the leads that we get. So more people who ring up are going to turn into jobs, and that gives us a better return on our marketing investment totally. uh, as well. So I think that's important. You know, for example, Google Ads, you know, if they ring, it costs a lot of money to get someone to click your ad. And sometimes they email inquiry, but if they ring, you want to make sure you book them in. Yeah. Um, so that that's huge. You're going to get paid. Uh, um, and as we'll go into this, a lot of downstream kind of payment issues are because we didn't do it right at the start. We missed some stuff at the start. Yeah. Get all the details for later so we've got a great, you know, we, we don't have any hassles later on mm. in terms of details, booking details, invoicing details, all of that stuff is taken care of. Yeah. And we build up the, the database so we open up other, you know, marketing opportunities. In fact, if you do this really well, and this is a little, um, I think a little secret is you can actually set up for upsells really well in the inquiry process as well. So you sort of frame mm. that up at the start. Yeah. Uh, so not only will you kind of build your database for later on, but you'll give yourself the opportunity to perhaps make some more uh, sales, help this client with more of their, um, you know, with more stuff for this yeah. particular job as well. Yeah, and we've been through the upselling process in a, um, in a separate episode. Uh, so obviously that's what's going to carry on after this. But pre-framing it, you know, and actually getting that, you know, that process started is really important during this part of uh, of the process, which is the inquiry phase. So yeah, 100%. percent be going into that today. 100%. And I think it's about, it's about professionalism, right? Yeah. Um, people just want to work with people who are professional. Uh, if you come across really professional because you've got a good process, you've got a script, it's practiced, you've kind of practiced some of the 
the tone and all that sort of stuff about you know how people answer, then that makes a huge difference to your business. Totally, totally. I mean, we wouldn't do anything else without practicing. Imagine playing sport and you run out on the field and you've never even thrown a ball before, uh, and you're expected to play at a high level. It's just not going to happen, right? So yeah, practice is key. Hundred percent. All right. Well, should we get into the process and how to how to actually work this thing? For sure, we should do that. Let's do it. All right. Well, look, I think one of the big things first is that you do have to have a script to follow, right? Um, so you know, we've got a great script that we use with our members, um, which you know has been yeah very successful. It's got a lot of good points in that. Um, but I think you know whether you have access to that or not, um, you definitely have to have a script. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like you don't want to make this stuff up on the fly. I think. Winging it is not really a great strategy, no. uh, particularly because this is so important. And I think this is the, I guess, the thing that we've, we, we're really big on here is you think the inquiry process or inquiry script that you use at the start is really just about dealing with that inquiry, but it's about everything that happens afterwards. Mm. Because most of the time, uh, problems you have aren't actually the, the problems. Like, you know, not getting paid is obviously a problem, but where, where's the cause of the problem? Yeah, well, and it's always upstream, isn't it's it? It's upstream. So the big thing with the inquiry process is actually we want to solve all the problems at the start so mm. we don't get them down the track. Yeah, totally. I remember a talk we had uh, actually from um, uh, somebody from one of the big credit companies came and did a talk at one of our boot camps uh, and they were describing payment uh, payment issues and you know, how to actually collect on those and a whole bunch of things and they made a really good point, which is that whenever you're getting into collections and following up debts, you know, you're really the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff at that point. Uh, and what you really should have done, uh, old captain hindsight, is uh, you probably should have put up a bit of guardrail at the top of the cliff uh, unless people will fall off. And, and that's really what we're talking about here, right, is pre-framing some of this stuff so it doesn't become a problem later. And, and, you know, if you can do that over the phone beforehand, awesome. If you can do it by email beforehand, awesome. Look, even if you somehow end up at site and you haven't done it, uh, it's a good idea to just, you know, get some of that stuff done in person. Even we got a great client, um, Doug is his name, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, one of one thing I remember him telling me is that he'll turn up to a house. Now Doug's a plumber, and uh, he get his guys will turn up at a house. Uh, toilets overflowing, you know, room is flooding, person is freaking out, and the first thing you think to do is you know go find the Toby and turn the water off, right? But not Doug. Doug goes right up to the homeowner and says, "Hey mate, these are our payment terms. This is how it's going to go. This is you know when you're going to have to pay, and this is how you can pay." Uh, are you okay with that? And they're saying, yeah, man, yeah, man, just do the job. And he's like, no, 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 come on, are you okay with that? Or is this how it's going to work? And then when they go, yes, and he's like, okay, now we'll go turn Toby off. So, again, you've got to get that agreement up front. It's going to cause all those downstream it, issues too. Yeah, and this is, a, this is a really, really, really important point. And, you know, some of you listening might think that sounds a bit harsh. Uh, and, and maybe it was well, not harsh at all because what, what's more harsh than not getting paid or getting the runaround from a client? And this is all about power. Mm. So... You know, once you do the job, who holds the power in the relationship? Well, the client does. The client's got their problems solved, their pain's gone away, and, and if you leave it too long, they've kind of forgotten about the the pleasure or the benefit of getting the problem solved. Yeah. And if they, you know, then they find out about the payment terms, it's all pain for them. Yeah, exactly. But if we get this sorted out before, you know, we agree to do the job, and that's the important part, before we agree to do the job, mm. then we hold the power, and we've got the whip hand and we can make sure we set it up so that it works well for us. I think yeah. that's just massively important. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, if you look at Doug's situation, I mean, the whole thing he's doing there probably takes an extra 30 seconds. It's not going to ruin anything. 
Uh, but what it does is make sure that he will get paid at the end. Otherwise, you know, his tech's going to run off, fix the problem, turn the water off, start fixing the problem, and at that point the pain is actually gone, and then he says, cool, it's going to be this much money, and these are the payment terms, and they go, oh, man, pretty expensive. Uh, and at that point, as you say, he's lost his power, he's lost his leverage, um, and now it's him with the handout begging to get paid for work he's already done. Yeah, and there's nothing, I mean, there's very few worse feelings than actually having to beg for the money that you're actually legitimately and legally owed. Yeah, I mean, you earned it. 100%, 100%. So I think the way I want you know want us to think about this, and if you're listening, think about the inquiry process, is really about a qualification process. Yeah. So number one, it's it's about obviously creating a great first impression, looking super professional. Uh, and if it's you answering the call, that's fine. If, if you've got uh, an office person or a customer service rep, CSRs or whatever it is, depending on the size of your business, it needs to be practiced. It needs to have a script. It's written down so they know what to say and when to say it. And you've got the right, um, you know, forms, etc. If you take it online straight away, it's it's set up properly. Yep. Uh, and they have to practice it, and it has to be. You have to, rec- you know, record these calls and monitor them because people will go off, uh, off their own little way as yep. they do. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so you already got to teach them uh, on it. But we do want to qualify people, and we want to qualify them, you know, on things like can they pay. Get agreement to payment. Are they going to be reasonable to work with? Are they the bill payer? That's a big one, right? Huge, huge. Uh, particularly for service work. Yeah, yeah. You don't uh, want to be begging tenants uh, yeah. to get the landlord to pay you. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So we just want to get those things qualified. Almost shut the doors of problems later on before we actually jump in and and uh, and do the do the job. Yeah, hundred um, percent. You know, it might even get into with the can they pay? Maybe you even start getting into, and it doesn't need to even if it's not quoted work or work that you're bidding for. You know, if you can get into some kind of ballpark qualification on how much this may cost, even that can really you know stem a lot of problems down the track. Uh, we've got a, another plumbing client actually we've been working with, um, who's just recently had a problem where he did a bunch of work on charge up, you know, do and charge uh, for a client he'd worked with a lot, and uh, he actually got asked in the inquiry process, "Hey, how much do you think this will cost?" And he said, look, I'm thinking somewhere around $12,000. Now, what he didn't realise was that they had a figure in their mind, which, by the way, when they have a figure in their mind, they don't actually know, right? Like, they don't know what you do. They don't know how much it costs. They just pick a number and think it sounds fair uh, based on nothing. But the figure they had in their mind was like 5000 So when he said twelve, they were already like, wow, that's a lot. But they said, uh, yeah, okay, all right, go ahead. Now, this guy got to site and he figured out that actually you know, the concrete that he had to cut through was a lot thicker than he thought, and the job was a lot more to it than he thought. But at that point, you actually need to re-qualify the client. So if you feel, find there's going to be some kind of variation to what you thought, you, you actually need to go back and revisit this process again. But he didn't. Uh, and what he does, he went ahead, he did the job, and he ended up um, you know, invoicing them for $17,000. Um, and now he's having a lot of trouble getting paid. And, you know, that's the kind of thing where it's like, even if you qualify the one time, you know, if there's going to be a change, you need to communicate that and almost qualify them again. And get agreement. And get agreement. Because otherwise you end up doing the work, you pay the money, uh, and then you end up with your handout begging to get paid for something you've already paid for. Yeah. It's just not fair. Yeah, 100%. So I think the key thing is we do need a script. It needs to, you know, have the words written down of what gets said when. That's important. We want it to be consistent. So... You know that allows us to have professional, consistent service. So it needs to be the same each time. And the reason for that's another reason. Like we want to track how many of these calls turn into into jobs. Yeah. And if you have a consistent approach, then you can change parts of that script and see if it improves it or not. Which is, um, you know, maybe if you're if you're just kicking off or you've got a smaller business, you maybe not 
thinking about that yet, but a lot of you who've got bigger businesses will be wanting to start to try and tweak some of this stuff yeah. so that um, you can see uh, how it changes. And it, and it will, and it can. Yeah. Um, you know, we want to even practice how to answer the phone, like three rings and smile before you answer the phone. And if you smile, yeah. don't I sound so much happier now? Yeah. Can't you hear it in my voice? Well, it's funny how that works, mate. Like, it really is. I mean, there's a lot of um, call centres that you'll see around the world where each one of the calling reps has a little mirror next to their phone. And the reason is because you have to look in the mirror and smile before you dial. Uh, it's, it's actually one of the rules. So, uh, so that's quite a, quite a common thing. So yeah. should we go through the script structure? Yeah, so, so we have a script that we use with our, with our members, and it's, got, it's like a nine-box format. Uh, and so maybe we'll just talk through them and, and a couple of really important points in each in each one. Yeah, let's I do must it. talk into the microphone. I apologise there, Phil. That's the one, mate. Yeah. Make sure you hit the spot. Been, been, yeah, well, anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, the first part is the greeting. So, you know, you, you need a warm, friendly, professional greeting. So people are like, yep, look, I'm talking to the right person. I feel comfortable. Yeah, so but basically that, don't, don't answer the phone by saying, hello. Yeah. Or, oh, good eight. Or yep, who's that? Yep. You know, like be professional, come yep. on. Uh, the, the next part or the next box is to take control and I think that's very important like you set the agenda for how the the call is going to go and you be in control so you tell them how it's going to work you know and get a few details we'll go through this that uh, rather than letting them go off on a big story because you want to keep control of this this call so I think that's that's actually huge because the thing is if you can come in strong and you can take a stronger position which is something I'm sure we'll talk about uh, a lot deeper in another episode but if I can take a nice strong position early and take control, this is how the call's going to go, the other person will slip into um, the follow-up position That's and they'll right. just let me direct it. But if I let them direct it first, it's very hard to get that control back and you end up having very long calls that don't get what you need yeah. to get done. So so as an example of the way you can take control is you know you have a greeting and then you, you say something along the lines of, hey, just so I can help you the best, can I ask you a couple of quick questions? And yeah. so you've got control straight away. That's how you take, you know, take control. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Next thing is you want to gather and confirm details. So make sure you get the, the client's details or you know, we ask are they existing uh, client as well Yeah, and just confirm their details because, hey, well, details change, right? Yeah, well, they might have changed. You know? So again, they might have a different email address now and then you send them a bill later and, um, and they don't get it. They genuinely don't get it because they don't use that old email address. So yep. you need to reconfirm this stuff uh, just so you can communicate clearly. Uh, and keep your records up to date. And one of the details you do want to um, get is um, how did they hear about you? So, 100%. so that's a question that should be in the script. Hey, how did you hear about us? And then you can, you know, put a mark next to the kind of marketing activity, so you can judge the effectiveness of your marketing, which is yeah, that's kind huge. of important. You don't want to spend money there and not know what's happening. That's right. That's uh, right. Next Super thing is important. yeah, yeah. Next thing is talk about job details, so you can actually just ask them about the job, get all the details about you know what they need. Yep. Um, so you know you know what's going on, even things like property access, all that sort of stuff, so you, you understand. Totally, and ask any clarifying questions here. So if there's things that you know come up often that, you know, clients, or, you know, potential clients, they don't really know how to describe, but, you know, you often get to cite and you find that when they say this, they actually mean that. Well, cool, so like make little notes of these things and, and, and push for those in the inquiry process so you don't get any nasty surprises. Yeah, 100%. Uh, then there'll be an opportunity for some, uh, some more marketing so you can see future opportunities. You can ask questions like, oh, um, do you own any other property? You know, yeah. Maybe the person ringing up owns 25 rental properties. Yeah. Well, you kind of want to know that. It'd be great to know that. It would be. Yeah. yeah. Might be some more jobs. That's it. Happy days. Yeah. Uh, and also you can see your, um, your upselling process uh, in there as well. Yeah. So you could, you could uh, potentially say something like, um, hey, as part of our, our service, the team will also conduct a free 23-point you know, uh, electrical safety inspection while on site. 
which frames up the off, uh, upselling process, something we've talked about. Um, yeah. Yeah, we've gone through exactly yeah. how to do it after that. But yeah, yeah. by, by pre-framing that, what you've said is, as part of the service, guys will do a free 23-point electrical safety inspection. You could even say, look, it's normally 250 bucks for that, but we'll chuck it in as part of the service today uh, just to make sure your home's up to scratch. Yeah, perfect. And at that point, you've blatantly bought them five, ten minutes at the end of the job to walk around with a checklist. Um, and help without them with being, some more, challenge, more problems. Yeah, exactly, right. without being questioned about yeah. what are you doing right now. And as Phil said, I think earlier we had a – We've done an episode on upselling. You should check it out. It was uh, a couple of episodes ago, which is which is super good. So box six is to qualify and get agreement. This is critical. So you make sure that this is a client who who can and will pay, and you get agreement to the payment method and the payment conditions. So that's massive. Yeah. Uh, look, we recommend you get credit card details, and you tell them, you know, our, something along the lines of, look, our service fee is one hundred and sixty-five dollars. That includes GST. Uh, that covers uh, first you know, half an hour on site, doesn't include any materials, and we require payment on completion. Are you okay with that? Yeah. You need something along those lines in the script so you, it's very clear that you've got the payment agreement you know, sorted. 100%. And look, if you're a little bit worried that you might say something like that and they go, oh, nah, nah, nah I'm not interested, just remember that the only kind of person that's not going to be interested in that is the kind of person that's also going to have um, trouble paying the bill 100%. or pick your bill apart, ask you to itemise everything to hell and back um, and basically try to hit you with the old, you know, I could have bought that at Bunnings for cheaper or Home Depot. It's like, off you go, mate. Go yeah. and help uh, fill your boots. That's the really yeah. critical thing. So if they don't agree to this, you've qualified them out. Yeah, uh, that'll be a pain in the uh, yeah, proverbial. Yeah, and what you're looking for is a good solid, yep, that's fine. So even someone who goes, mm, yeah, uh, be very wary of that. That's 100%. not a real yes, and they probably are going to be a problem, so you need to question that further. Yep. Uh, next thing is sometimes the, the inquiry will require a site visit, or you need to go out in the field and actually look at the job. Uh, so I'm not going to go through all of that, but you, you need uh, some words and some script there about how to deal with that and how to book the job in. Uh, give them a couple of options as well. Uh, box eight is frequently asked questions. So this is super juicy. Yeah. Now you're going to get uh, questions, particularly if you're not answering the calls and hopefully as your business grows you won't be or you shouldn't be because you're going to blow up if you try and answer yeah, all these yeah, calls. 100%. Uh, is you have a bunch of frequently asked questions and it might be five or six or maybe ten questions that get asked most of the time that the team have got some great responses to. Uh, so that that helps massively, and then the last thing is the close, which is just fil- finishing the call, you know, with uh, with energy, mm. uh, and you know something like, "Hey, great, you know, Phil, be see you at uh, three o'clock uh, tomorrow afternoon at name the address. Is there anything else I can help you with? No, and they say, "Hey, have a great day. Finish with a smile. Finish strong, and that's the script pretty much done. Uh, super yeah. professional. Yeah, covers all the bases, qualifies the people, makes sure you know the the person you want to do work with." Uh, and going um, to save you a lot of pain down the track. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And like you said earlier, mate, we we got to train people on it. We got to do the practice, and we got to listen to and record calls. So, had a, another plumber actually worked uh, down in Wellington. Yeah, Plumber's Day today. Uh, but basically, I remember talking to him and I uh, was asking about his inquiry script. And he says, "Yep, yep, yep, we use that. It's all, all going okay." And I said, "Interesting. Do you record the calls?" And he said. I'm not sure. We checked, and it turns out his phone system does record the calls. He listened to a couple of calls. Turned out um, that the lady he had answering the calls was not following the script at all. It was absolutely terrible. We listened to a couple together, and like, uh, like I just watched him put his head in his hands, mm. uh, and he was like, "I wonder how much business I've lost." And you know, it was probably a lot. It's probably a lot. And I think the big thing is that I don't blame the girl because 
This guy had never, ever trained her on it. And I guarantee what happened is that she tried it a couple of times. It felt weird. Mm. It made it awkward. And so she just threw it in the bin and never did it again. But if she had had the practice and had the confidence and role-played with him, she'd have got to the point where she could have done it a lot easier. And then she would have actually used it. And that's that's what he wanted the whole time. So make sure you put the time in to make this stick. It's yeah, huge, important. huge. I mean, it's first impressions, everything. Uh, and it's critical. that It is a good first impression. And as I said, you get agreement to the payment details before the job, otherwise you lose all the power. 100%. Uh, so, 100%. yeah, be the, the guardrail. Don't be the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff. That's that's, that's what you it. want. That's it. All right, should we land this plane? All righty. So I think the key thing is having a thorough inquiry process is uh, it's going to help you win more jobs, it's going to help you get paid on time, and it's going to help you dodge a bunch of difficult clients. Plus, you're going to maximise your, you know, your marketing opportunities, which is killer. So take some time to actually systemise this, and you'll stop 90% of your client problems. It is that important. Thanks for listening. Now, if you enjoyed the podcast, there's four ways we can help your business. Number one, grab a free copy of my book called The Profitable Trading, and it's at profitabletradybook.com forward slash podcast. Two, join my free Facebook group at profitabletrady.com forward slash group. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search Profitable Trady in the YouTube search bar. Or four, book a free 15-minute phone call to find out about our coaching programs at profitabletrady.com forward slash podcast call. Or if you can't remember any of that, just check out the session notes.